and welcome back to the While We're Waiting, Hope After Child Loss podcast. I'm Jill Sullivan, your host and one of the co-founders of the While We're Waiting ministry. We're marking a special milestone today because last week's episode marked one full year of publishing a podcast every Wednesday. When we started this podcast as a response to COVID and our retreats being shut down, I'm not even sure exactly what my expectations were, but whatever they were, they have been exceeded. You all have been so kind to tune in every week and send me notes of encouragement along the way. You've been patient with me as I've learned the art of podcasting, and I still have so much more to learn. But by God's grace and with His help, I hope to continue to bring you more new interviews and devotionals in the year ahead. I thought I would do something a little different today, though. Many of you who listen to this podcast hear me refer to our While We're Waiting retreats a lot, and you may be wondering what that's all about. So today, in celebration of the one-year mark of podcasting, I thought it would be a good time to tell you everything you ever wanted to know about a While We're Waiting weekend, but we're kind of afraid to ask. So in a who, what, where format to make it simple and straightforward, here we go. So what exactly is a While We're Waiting weekend? It's a special time for bereaved parents to come together and spend a weekend sharing the stories of our children's lives, praying for one another, encouraging each other, and building bonds of friendship with others who understand. So who can come to a while we're waiting weekend? Any parent who has lost a child to death is welcome to come to one of our retreats. It doesn't matter if it's been 20 years or 20 days since the death. The age of the child doesn't matter from preborn to adult. We have parents who come who have lost children from a wide variety of circumstances. Stillbirth, car accident, overdose, drowning, suicide, cancer, heart attack, murder, killed in action, prematurity, all kinds of circumstances. These weekends are open to both couples and singles. And we love for step-parents to come. It really helps them understand their spouse to see that they're actually not crazy. They're just grieving. We are a biblically-based organization, and our faith in God is very important to us. Our retreats are open to people from any faith background, any denomination, even no faith background at all. Just be aware that the discussion at our retreats will be very Christ-centered and gospel-focused. As long as you're comfortable with that, come on. And our retreats are free, so hopefully anyone who wants to come is able to do so. How long have we been doing While We're Waiting weekends? We hosted our very first While We're Waiting retreat here in Arkansas in April of 2011, and since that time, we've hosted 157 events and over 1,000 moms and dads have attended. Most of these are our full weekend retreats, which are the cornerstone of the events we offer. But we also host one-day retreats that are just for moms and one-day retreats that are just for dads. And we have also recently added full weekend retreats that are just for parents touched by suicide. You can learn more about all these different types of retreats by clicking the Our Retreats tab on our website, which you can find at www.whilewe'rewaiting.org. So where are these While We're Waiting weekends held? The majority of our events are held right here at the While We're Waiting Refuge in Hot Springs, Arkansas. This place was specifically built just for these bereaved parent retreats. 
And this is where, like I said, we hold most of our retreats, including the ones that are just for moms and just for dads, as well as some of our suicide-specific retreats. We also host retreats in Huntsville, Alabama, at the home of Scott and Karen Harmoning, and we provide lodging for our guests at a nearby hotel. Another location is in Gilbert, Arizona, at the home of Rex and Mary Jones, also with lodging provided at a nearby hotel. We also host retreats in Northeast Maryland at a place called North Bay Adventure Camp, which is right on the Chesapeake Bay. Zephyr Point, Nevada is another location, one of our newer locations. It is at the Zephyr Point Presbyterian Conference Center right on the shores of Lake Tahoe. We host retreats in Vergas, Minnesota at the Gibb Lake Home with lodging provided at a nearby hotel. We have two locations in Oregon. One is the Cannon Beach Conference Center on beautiful Cannon Beach, and one is at Bittern Lodge in Sun River. We also host retreats at Barrie, Illinois, at Sprague's Kinderhook Lodge. We host both regular and suicide-specific retreats at this location. We have a new location in Moscow, Tennessee, which is near Memphis, at the Country Place Retreat Center. Here we host both regular and suicide-specific retreats. Fayetteville, Tennessee, at Notting Hill Event Center is another location, and the retreats at this place are specific to suicide loss. We have a retreat coming up in January in the Houston, Texas area at the Hunt Retreat Center. Again, this particular retreat is specific to suicide loss. In Hiawassee, Georgia, we will be hosting a retreat at the Retreat at Hiawassee River that will be specific to suicide loss as well. You can see all of these events on our website at www.whilewarewaiting.org by clicking on the Locations tab. Hopefully we have a location in your area or one that is within driving distance. And, you know, if God continues to provide the way he has, we hope to have locations um, popping up all over the country. So who leads our While We're Waiting weekends? There are different facilitators for each of these locations. Our facilitators are not professional counselors, so attendance at a while we're waiting event should not be seen as a substitute for professional counseling if you're in need of that. We are simply parents walking the same road that you are. We are moms and dads who love Jesus and love our children and are seeking to live well while we're waiting to see them again. These events are not grief seminars or workshops. They're more like extended conversations between friends. We learn from each other as we share our victories and our struggles in this journey. The atmosphere is very informal, casual, relaxed. It's a safe place where we can share anything without fear of judgment. A place where we can laugh and we can cry without having to worry about what people might be thinking. There are certainly always tears at our events, but you might be surprised to know that there's also an awful lot of laughter. So what do we do at a while we're waiting weekend? Well, the weekend runs from Friday evening through Sunday morning. Our attendees have a window of time to arrive. It varies a bit based on the location, but it's usually from between 4 and 5.30 p.m. on Friday. Everyone is nervous as they arrive. At least most people are. Nobody wants to qualify to come to something like this. Nobody wants to be a part of a group that needs to come to a bereaved parent retreat. 
Sometimes we have one spouse dragging the other in the door, and that's okay. The window of time gives people a chance to kind of get settled in before we really get started. Dinner is usually around 5.30 or 6 o'clock, and we try to serve something that's, that's comfort food. Um, we always eat well at all of the meals at our events. But dinner is a time to get to know each other. We don't talk about our children during dinner. We just get to know each other. After dinner, we move to the meeting area. Here at the refuge, we call it the life song room, and we begin to share our children's stories. Each couple or single has 15 or 20 minutes to share their child's story. We use a sand timer to kind of keep us on track with the time. And as each parent shares, we pass their child's picture around the circle so we can see who it is we're talking about. Some parents tell us that they're not comfortable talking about how their child died, and that's fine. The important thing about our kids is that they lived, not that they died. So we want to hear about their personalities. We want to get to know them. We want to hear about your pregnancy, those kinds of things. We always have a wide variety of stories represented. Like I said, our attendees typically have lost children of all ages, from pre-born through adult, into all different circumstances. The only difference is when we have these retreats that are specifically for suicide. In that case, all of the stories have a similarity. And those retreats are hosted by parents who have also lost children to suicide. We do find that even though our stories may be different, the pain is the same, whatever the circumstance. After each parent has the opportunity to share their story, we pray over them. It's so refreshing to share our child's story with people who care, who understand, and who want to hear it. You know, as a bereaved parent, we don't get too many opportunities to talk about our kids in our regular lives. So it is incredibly, it's, it's a blessing to be able to come together with other parents who understand, who get it, and who want to hear about our children. We as facilitators, we consider it a gift, a sacred gift, when you share your child's life with us in this way. So on Friday evening, we'll share two or three stories and then end for the evening. Here at the refuge, some people will head to bed. Some people go and hang out at the fire pit until midnight. On Saturday morning, we get up, we have breakfast, we continue our stories, uh, have lunch, continue our stories. It's usually mid-afternoon before we get through all of our stories. And then we have free time. Here at the refuge, we have walking trails, fishing in the pond, uh, lots of things that we can do. We have different free time activities at our different locations. In Maryland, you can ride a zip line. In Oregon, you can visit Cannon Beach and see Haystack Rock. In Nevada, you can walk the shores of Lake Tahoe. There are different things to do at all of our different locations. When dinner time comes around, we enjoy a wonderful meal together. Uh, here at the refuge, we have a chef who comes and prepares us a wonderful meal. And, and there's just something special about sharing our meal times together, especially on Saturday evening, because by this time we've all heard each other's stories. Uh, we've gotten to know each other, and it's just having a meal with friends. Usually after dinner is when we have our topic time. And that's when we bring out a board, a felt board that has a variety of different topics listed on it. Some of those include things like birthdays and heaven days, the grave, things people say, dealing with the holidays, going back to church, 
handling our child's room and and belongings, Um, a variety of topics similar to that. So we typically do topic time until bedtime. Here at the refuge then, people will head to bed or they'll head back out to the fire pit and uh, make some s'mores and continue their conversation out there. On Sunday morning, we get up and have breakfast, and then we always have a time of praise and worship. Um, And I always say there is nothing like the praise and worship that results when bereaved parents get together and raise their voices in praise to their Heavenly Father. Um, It is truly a sacrifice of praise, and it is a beautiful thing. Then we close with an object lesson to remind us of how we can live well while we're waiting after we get home. Uh, It's always kind of hard to head back home after a retreat like this. We've kind of been on a mountaintop. We've spent time with others who truly understand, who want to talk about our children. We can talk about our grief freely. We can laugh. We can cry. And so it's kind of tough to go back home sometimes after that. So we talk about some things to, uh, just some tools to kind of help us as we head back to our homes. And by Sunday morning, when we wrap up, no one wants to leave. But as we leave, we go home with some wonderful new friends who will pray for us and encourage us and, and who will walk this journey with us. So the bottom line is our desire at all of our events is number one, to assure parents that even though life is so different than what we thought it would be, life can still be good, and we can still have joy. It's both and. We can have both sorrow and joy, and that's okay. Number two, to remind parents that we are not alone, that we are a family of grievers here to support each other, encourage one another, and pray for each other. Third, our desire is to encourage parents to live well while we're waiting to see our children again. Our theme verse is Romans eight twenty five. but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Our children's lives are complete. Their mission on earth has been accomplished, but ours has not. God has good works that he has prepared in advance for us to do while we're waiting. And lastly, our desire is to point hurting parents to the only true source of hope and healing we have, Jesus Christ. And that's the most important thing. We hope to see you at a retreat one day. We would love to hear about your child. We'd love to hear your story. And uh, we look forward to someday having that opportunity. Thank you again for listening to this podcast over the past year. Lord willing, I look forward to bringing you more episodes in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. We hope it brought you some comfort and encouragement today and maybe made you feel a little less alone on the journey. Please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and and maybe leave us a rating in iTunes to help others find the podcast. Again, we're glad you spent a few minutes with us today. It's a blessing to walk beside you as we seek to live well while we're waiting.